Welcome to the Dream Plan Start Grow Show, where the goal is to provide you tips and tools to create and execute your business plan for success. Welcome back to the Dream Plan Start Grow Show. My name is Allison Turner. I am your host. The purpose of this show is really to interview other entrepreneurs and on how they got started and also provide some tips and tools that may help you in your entrepreneurial journey. Today, I am honored to have with me Carrie Schwer of, I know her company name is Gray Tonic, and Carrie and I met, interestingly enough, through a coaching program that we were, I think I had been in and she was potentially joining, and that's when we first interacted. And then she joined the program and she's continued to explode from there. So welcome, Carrie. I'm honored to have you on the show today. Oh, thank you so much, Allison. I'm really excited to share some knowledge with the listeners today and hopefully inspire <laughs> one of them. Yeah. So I know when you and I met, I think you were just launching your business, I believe. So what prompted you to, and I don't even know what you, I don't even remember what you did before, before that. So yeah, that's what, okay. What were you doing and what prompted you to, you know, finally launch and go on that entrepreneurial journey? <laughs> Well, the whole business thing came as a surprise. It's not something I was seeking, which I think is interesting for a lot of people to hear because most people have an idea for a business and they decide to go for it. And for me, it was kind of the opposite. I had a coach years ago say to me, I think you're going to have your own business someday. And I think you're going to be a coach. And I think you're going to share your story with the world in which I responded, uh, no, no, and hell no. And because <laughs> I was like, no, thanks. I was working at Porsche uh, prior to starting my own business, and I loved it there. I thought I was going to retire. I was making great money, six figures, and just, you know, yeah. what's not to love? I drove, a, I drove a Porsche. I got to drive any Perfect. car I wanted. It was amazing. So I didn't see myself leaving. But those words from that coach rung in my ear. And fast forward, um, I worked with him in 2017. And in 2018, I heard a term on a podcast interview, gray area drinking. And I, at that point I was alcohol free for a year and a half and I didn't, or two years, I didn't understand what I was. I didn't identify as an alcoholic, but I knew that I was more than a social drinker. So when I heard this term, it really resonated with me so much so that I decided to maybe start something at my local church, like a small group. <laughs> well, that didn't work out. <laughs> and because, and I thank the church for this. The church actually said no to the idea because they had a recovery group and I wanted to start something around the gray areas that we have in our life. And they said, no, that's going to compete with the, with the recovery group. And I'm like, hmm, I thought we were here <laughs> to spread the love <laughs> of, of God, right? Not, not necessarily you know, compete with a, another group that seemed weird to me. So I actually got super pissed <laughs> and I left the church over it. And my girlfriend called me later that day and she said to me, what's wrong? I could tell something's wrong. And I said, well, <laughs> I, just, I just got off the phone with so-and-so from the church and we just come, we can't come to an agreement and I'm leaving the church over it. I'm so mad. I, I, I can't even believe they're making this decision. And then she says, Carrie, I don't know why you're allowing the church to dictate what you want to do. Why don't you just start something on your own? And I went, yeah, I'll show that church. I don't need them. So that's literally how the idea of, of having my own business came to be. 
So the idea was in there. I got super excited when she said that. It just, I felt like every fiber in my being was just radiating, like on fire. I went back to work the next day. I was off on Wednesdays. That was a Wednesday. I went back to work on Thursday at the Porsche dealership. And I happened to then be off, uh, I'm sorry, that evening rather, I ended up um, looking on GoDaddy and seeing all of the domain names that were available, Gray Area Drink would be one of them, Gray Tonic being another, that name came to me. And I bought 14 domain names. (laughs) And I thought, my gosh, this thing is like going to happen. And I think the moment you make the decision that you have this idea and is and if it's bubbling inside of you and you get super excited about it you that you know and that's an indicator that this must be the way that you should be going and i thought well okay i'll just see where it goes right so on the <laughs> side i'm putting together like you know i'm thinking about like okay I guess I have to become a coach now if I'm going to help people. So I did. I started that process of how do I get my certifications in place? What steps do I need to take? I hired a a business coach right off the get-go that helped me kind of craft my messaging, understand Mm -hmm. what my methodology might be, how I can go ahead and and coach. And then at this point, um, I had people that were learning about what I was doing and they were coming to me. And of course, I'm coaching them pro bono. And then it sort of took (laughs) off from there. But there's... It took a little bit of time before I decided that I'm going to leave my comfy, predictable (laughs) six-figure job to go all in on Great Tonic, and that day did come. But it it took about nine months later before I made that decision. Okay. Now, had you replaced that income at that point nine months later, or were you you far enough in the journey where you felt confident that it would eventually replace the income? This is such a great question. And I get asked this a lot. And the the goal of that, so the business was actually started, that conversation, all that started the fall of 18. I officially became a, a business in the end of 18. So the idea was the original plan, if you will, was to work the entire <laughs> the entire year of 2019 and then quit. You know, I'd, I'd you know save up enough money to have this nice right. cushion. I'd pay off all my bills. I would do all that stuff. Well, springtime comes. It's about <laughs> April, and I just created my own website. It launched. I had all my social media channels in place. And I paid off my credit cards and my car was pretty much paid for. I actually sold my Porsche and got another car so I wouldn't have such a big car payment. And we're sitting at the dinner table. When I say we, my husband and I. And I lean, I kind of look at him and I lean a little closer to him and I said, "Um, (laughs) I think I want to quit my job and go full time with my business. And I'll never (laughs) forget it, Allison. He leans even closer to me and he says, you make really good money. I said, yeah, I know. (laughs) I said, and you're going to have to be okay with uh, helping out the family here, you know? So he agreed and I had his support. And that first, you know, first six months or whatever, I only had a few paying clients and it was very little what I was compared to making. And, uh, (laughs) And I thought, what the heck have I done? But as most entrepreneurs know, it takes a little bit of time before you can really start making some money and feeling comfortable. And you got to give yourself the grace and the runway and the time to be successful to do that. Yeah. And I think, you know, you make a couple of good points there. I mean, the runway and the time, Mm -hmm. you know, because I think some people 
either don't have the runway, meaning they don't have like money saved up and they haven't paid off bills and things like that that you talked about. Um, and they feel like it has to happen now, you know, if it's going to happen. So and sometimes that's a good thing because that can put a fire under someone to really yeah. focus and launch yes. quickly and go if they know what they're doing. Um, sometimes that's not a good thing because it adds obviously a ton of stress yeah. And, yeah. and things like that. And it really depends on the person there. And I think the other thing that you said was, you know, when you told your husband, hey, I think I want to quit now. Mm-hmm. And he said, like, you know, you really have a, you have a good paying job right now, yeah. you know. Are like, you crazy? But that well, he was supportive of you because I think a lot of people don't get that right out of the bat. They're like, yes, wait a minute. You know, you want to stop paying, you know, half of our bills or whatever. And you make yes. this money and say for retirement and now you're going out on your own. What? <laughs> yeah. Well, a couple of things I want to speak into that because I think this is important to know. So my husband and I are complete opposites. I'm I'm the chaotic, I'll risk everything. I'll go for it. I'm like shoot from the hip kind of girl, last minute nanny, you know, all the things, right? He's the steady Eddie, realistic, strategizing. Um, everything has to be perfect. He doesn't like any any sort of imbalance. He wants everything planned to the T yeah. and I'm the polar opposite of that. So it's kind of cool that we are so different from each other. And, and I have his realistic kind of, um, look at things and, in his, in his way of, of being protective and, and making sure that we're making the right things. He's going to ask the tougher questions and he's going to be that type of person that's saying, wait, 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 let's hold off and let's think about this where I'm just like, let's roll. But I think you have to be a little bit of both when you decide to be an entrepreneur, because you, you, you have to be okay with taking risks. I mean, this is, it is a little bit of a risk, right? And two things was, I did have the support of my husband, right? I did. And our income drastically was reduced that first year. But here's the here's the thing, and everybody knows this. We've all experienced this. We've never lived under a bridge. At least I haven't or anybody I know. We've never been in that particular situation. I've never had right. to worry about putting food on my table. Thank you, God, right? I mean, what a blessing. Right. So I knew that we were gonna be okay. We'd have to make some adjustments. We were you know, not able to go out every single weekend, Friday and Saturday, we might go out every other Saturday at that point. So we had to make some changes, but we were willing to put in the work. And the other thing is because I knew that I had my husband's support, I also gave myself a little bit more of a leeway. But if I didn't, if we were in the situation where I had to absolutely make some income and make it quickly, I think I know that my my whole demeanor and my mindset would have changed and it and I would have worked even harder and, and not necessarily longer grinding. I just right. it, it's it's something there's something called Parkinson's law that we use with time. Like the shorter the amount of time we have, mm-hmm. we're still gonna get the work done. If we if we have this big long window, we're gonna take that whole big long window to finish a project. But if we knew right. we had to get it done in an hour, the same thing happens in our mind. If we know that we we have some cushion, we're okay. We're gonna we're gonna take advantage of that and and not push too hard. And looking back, this is the first time I've ever expressed it like this. Looking back, I can see that's what I did. You know. Yeah. No, that's that's great, and I think you know you you bring up some good points about you know how you launched and that you pushed yourself, and maybe you didn't push as much as you would have had you had a shorter run- runway and less support. And I think each person's got to make that 
you know, especially when you start a business and sometimes, you know, it could be a single person too, that has like zero extra income coming in. It could just be their income. And so now you've really got to make your own decision on, do I launch right away? Do I, you know, run the job with, you know, or a part-time job with the business, you know, like, and what, what's best for you? Because I don't think anyone, you know, no coach can tell you, no mentor can tell you, because it's really got to, you have to know your finances, you have to know kind of what bills you have to pay and and move forward from there. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're 100% comfortable and, but yet you're also 100% accountable to it as well. A- 110%. Yeah. And you know, I think the, the interesting part about being an entre- entrepreneur, which I didn't really understand this in the beginning is the, is the incredible highs and the really deep lows. I mean, you know, it was, it was a little bit of a curve for me. I mean, the first, I'll be honest, the first two years, I cried a lot. I, I, you know, I second guessed myself. I kept asking that question. And, um, just this past week, I started working out with a personal trainer and in the gym, they have this poster and it says, um, failure, 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 all the way, you know, like failures written a million times. And then right in the center, it says, it just takes one yes to succeed. I love this poster. I took a picture of it. That is exactly the mentality you have to have going into this journey is to know that there's going to be things that just don't work. And you got to be able to be in the place of like, okay, let me pull up my big girl panties or my men's shorts and let me, <laughs> the men's boxers or whatever, and let me really put my my best foot forward because right. the only way I'm going to fail is if I don't keep trying. And, and I know that's so, you know, trite. We've heard that before, all the things, but it is so true. If you give up, that's that's when you fail, not if you just keep trying and trying. And eventually it's it starts working. And when it does, you're like, oh my God, this is actually, it's actually working. I think I have a real business here, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, making, being willing to change, like you said, and adjust because, you know, even I was just on right before our call, you know, something that was talking about automating and and things. And, you know, if you're running oh, yeah. Facebook ads, going into a webinar, or whatever it is, you know, like it's like, you know, obviously you're always, you're looking at how a Facebook ad, you know, converts and then do you need yeah. to adjust it? Do you need to tweak it? So it's the same concept in your business. It's just mm-hmm. obviously more on a bigger, a bigger scale is, you know, who are you trying to help and really what do you need to adjust or add to? And you don't have to have the you know, I deal with clients all the time that, you know, are launching a business and they're like, yeah, I got to have all this like up and running before I go. And I'm like, no, you what? and I oh. was that person way back when, you know, like I was that, you know, you, yes. interesting, you know, you talk about your husband and your personality. I'm probably a mix between the two because yeah, I am, was very much when we start, I started this business with a um, business partner and this was years ago. And it's my, um, you know, years and years ago. I mean, well, not years and years, but nine years ago. And she's no longer in the business. She left after a couple of years, but you know, it's interesting. She was you and she was that visionary, like, let's just, you know, go. And I'd be like, no, we have to figure out what the plan is. And, you know, I have to figure out this and, you know, which was probably better because sometimes she would, you know, start going and then stop like two days later. (laughs) I was like, I wanted to pause for a minute. Like, don't say not do it, just like pause. And, figure it out. But, um, yeah, but I think that's important to have that, you know, that, that mix and know that there are those highs and lows and, 
Yeah. And even, even as you get, you know, past those first couple of years, there's still highs and lows because you're always pushing for that next level, whatever that is for you. Yeah. A few things I want to say, uh, kind of what we just summarized a little bit is that in the very beginning, I was looking at everything incorrectly. <laughs> I was thinking that I needed to have the logo and the website and all the things first before I could actually yeah. start producing any sort of income or, you know, making any progress with working with clients. And looking back on that now, I just, I crack up laughing because I'm like, oh, <laughs> I was so green, right? <laughs> and I can laugh about it now, but, you know, a lot of people follow the same footsteps as opposed to just go serve, go do the thing that you want to do for your business. And then all that other stuff will come into play because it really doesn't matter in the beginning. You're going to, you're, you're going to build up your credentials naturally and it does take time. So that's one thing I wanted to say, cause I, I made all the wrong moves in the beginning. <laughs> the right moves that I made was getting someone to support me and having somebody by my side, having a coach, right. having a mentor, joining a mastermind. These are all things, obviously it takes more revenue and more, you know, investing into yourself. And thankfully we were in the position we could do that and, or, you know, made available payments or whatever you need to do. But, you know, starting right. a business, you do need to invest in yourself. And the last thing right. I wanted to say about that segment that we just talked about is the differences of people. And so one of the things that I love, love, love doing with my, my clients, my executive clients, the one-on-one -on -one clients, is that if they have a team, you know, we really look at the, all the personality styles that are on that team and try to understand each other and the lens in which mm -hmm. we view people. And once you start to understand how people are naturally wired in their tendencies, our tendencies right. will never change. They are what they are, but we can become more aware and in tune with them. And then we can start to shift our perspective or shift our behavior enough right. where we can get along quite nicely with others and, and it's a better fit. And that's honestly what my husband and I actually had to do with each other. We, we went through a rough patch in our marriage about three, three and a half years ago where we didn't, we weren't sure if, if the marriage was going to continue. And we both had to work really, really hard to, to find our way back. But it was a lot of misunderstanding and miscommunication and not right. seeing each other for who we really are and our natural strengths and tendencies. And when we were able to bridge that gap and now, you know, I'm happy to say we're, this year is our 34th year of being married, which is so crazy to me. I know yeah. you're looking at me like, you don't, yes, you don't look that old. <laughs> like you got married when you were like 10 or what? Yes, exactly. Exactly. But it, you know, there are so many modalities out there that can really help someone. And, and that's just, right. you know, one tool. Yeah. Yeah. Not, so now I want to talk a little bit about kind of the evolution of your company. Cause I think it's interesting, yeah. you know, cause some people wouldn't say you had you know, a viable business, like the way you started, which was the gray area drinking and, and yeah. coaching around that. And I know since then it's kind of shifted. So, yeah, I mean, talk a little bit to uh, us a little bit about kind of the start of it, which you, I know you addressed a minute ago, but like, in like how that, how it evolved. You know, yeah. And how it's evolved yeah. since then to where it is now. Yeah. So interesting how life works. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'll just say sometimes you just got to go with the flow, right? And that's that's exactly what happened. So yes, I was coaching primarily on the gray areas of drinking that we have, this in-between space of socially drinking and severely abusing. And why? Because that's my own story. And then another gray area that I have in my life, I just told you, is my marriage. You know, we had this, we had this rough patch where, you know, we were just coexisting and roommates and you know, we had this mediocrity type existence with each other. It wasn't exactly like this strong unit marriage like we both wanted. We had to work for that. But we have multiple great areas in our life. And it could be with career, the way we feel about ourselves, with our health, with our internal peace, where we live, our environment. I mean, we have all types of great areas that we're trying to navigate through. And so I started realizing this theme of the gray areas, not just gray area drinking, was something that everyone could really relate to. And then other people are starting to notice it. So a lot of my clients, 2020, were really in this gray area, not only with drinking, but also with their careers and their marriages and everything else I just mentioned. And then as we started working through a lot of those areas, I'm trained as a life coach and motivational interviewing and some NLP work and trauma courses. So I'm well-versed in all this. And, and I started realizing, wait a minute, there's so much more, many more layers here that I am very good at uncovering and working through with my clients. And then that then led to the last two years, which has been more executive clients. And right now, most of my clients are men in their fifties who run seven figure businesses. So I'm helping them with not only their coping, their coping aids that they're using like alcohol, but it could be other things, but also we're strengthening their company and their team, especially their, their immediate C-suite team. And I'm doing workshops. I just did a four city tour with choice hotels over the past summer keynote speaking, doing all kinds of events like that, which is just phenomenal and so much fun. I really have found my groove with all of that. And so that's how it's evolved. I mean, if you would have told me I'd be working with seven figure dream clients four years ago, I would have been like, you're so crazy. <laughs> no way. <laughs> but here I am. So yeah. And it's, and it's fantastic. So yeah. And the education continues. That's the other big piece of this is that my education has not stopped. So as, as I level up, my clients have leveled up and the level of clients that I'm getting has gone up. So I have to keep rising in order to serve these clients at the best possible way that I can so that they get the results that they're, they're looking for, which thankfully right. they do. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, especially if they're uh, running seven figure businesses, then yes, yes, they're definitely, yeah. they're definitely seeking the results. Yes. Um, and how long you said you've been in business four years? Since, said? It, yep. Since the end of 18, but then, you know, full time, okay. <laughs> that full time was uh, May of, I quit my, the Porsche job in May of 19. So okay. that's when I went all in, but yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, but, but I mean, coming up I on think, four years. You know, it's it's important to see like the evolution that that business has undertaken over like a pretty short period of time. I mean, to yeah. me, that's not, that's hardly anything in yeah. the world of owning I your know. own business. And I mean, I think I, you know, as I said, I know I met you when you were first starting out and yeah. that was when you were into the gray area drinking. And I know some of your, um, I mean, I would just watch your posts. I don't think I was ever, I wasn't necessarily in any of your programs, but I mean, I ended up stopping drinking February of 21. 
Um, Yay! Not, I'm so excited for you, Allison. That's amazing. Yeah. And I mean, I don't think, like, I wasn't, I don't even know if I was, because to me, I was more recreational, but I did see like an uptick in it during the pandemic yeah. when it first started oh, yeah. and we were like locked in. I was like, I discovered like cake vodka and I was like, oh, look at that. I could just drink that straight. <laughs> I was like, you know, right? at first I was good. Like, oh, I just have a couple, you know, one, two. <laughs> and then it was like, well, maybe I could. Listen, you know, the alcohol industry is changing that. Well, I should say the non-alcoholic industry is changing. They, yeah. the, the non-alcoholic liquors, spirits, wines, and, and, and a beers that are out there have become a billion with a B dollar yeah. business as of this year, because more people are like you, they're becoming more mindful. They're starting to, to ask themselves those questions like, you know, how is alcohol really working for me? Because it used to be that right. I could party like a rock star, but now I'm just feeling like garbage and I'm not sleeping at night and all the right. things. And, yeah. so, and, and, you know, again, because, oh my, um, because yeah. my- I got, I got a dog coughing. You got the cat, cat puking. <laughs> I got the dog, uh, the, uh, the, dog the dog puking. Well, right behind yeah. me. Hey, you know, we're, we're doing this live when, uh, this yeah. happens, right. So come here, buddy. Um, oh my goodness. <laughs> so yeah, it is, it is one of those things where, you know, it's the evolution that makes it really fun and interesting. And I think with all things in life, you know, if we expect things to go a certain way, we're always going to be disappointed, but if right. we can look at it, like, Hey, life is always working for us. We can buckle in and go with it, or we could try to fight it and really, you know, hope for the best. That doesn't work either. We have to, we have to find this middle ground of keep plugging forward, keep marching forward, keep listening to your heart and be willing to expand and evolve. Because right. again, if you would have told me that my clientele would be what it is today, I just don't think I would have believed you because I, I, I never saw that as a possibility for me. But as I've grown Again, my clients have, have up leveled, and now I just, I, you know, I work with dream clients. So it is possible. You just got to be in that patient um, zone of, you know, right. let's see what happens and have an open mind. Yeah, and I think that open mind and be willing to take those risks, you know. And I mean, I know that's one of the things. Even in my business, is you know, like when I started the business, it was a consulting business. So that was, you know, nine years ago, that's how we started. And then we were in a, the town of Delray beach, which is very entrepreneurial and small yeah. business. So it's like four employees or less. So we would be building marketing strategies and things. And you'd look at their website and their branding and you'd be like, yeah, maybe you don't want to drive any traffic to that site, <laughs> you know, or like your brand, you, you know, they did their own logo, which is a little more easier today than maybe back then, you know, even though it's only nine years ago, but I don't think Canva was around nine years ago, which so many people use today or, um, you know, but their branding was like what they liked. Like, oh, I'm a pink person, so I'm going to do pink, but my target yeah. market's men, <laughs> you know, or whatever. Yeah, exactly. you know, that's exactly. an extreme example. Um, exactly. but, but nonetheless, you know, so we started doing the branding and the website design just because it was needed. And so either we needed to farm it to somebody and kind of help manage some of that or take it over ourselves. And we ended up taking over ourselves. And then when my uh, partner left the company in 2014, you know, I continued to build that whole side of the company out because I found I started liking that more than doing the consulting side of like business plans, like build, like mm -hmm. writing a business plan, which I like certain aspects of it, but like actually writing it all out, I don't like so much, but you know, like, yeah. I like some of the research side of it, but maybe not some of the other parts. 
And, um, you know, so it's evolved to that. And now I've like evolving further and going back, which is why one of the reasons I, you know, I've always had a business coaching program for like startup entrepreneurs and business owners, um, you know, that are new to business or maybe thinking about starting a business. And that's where this podcast originally evolved, you know, started in 2020, but it was just me and it was just audio. Cause I was like, no way in hell I'm going on video. Like that's, that's certainly not happening. And, um, yeah. you know, and so, here you are. <laughs> so you talked about the evolution of your business and how you went from, you know, maybe the smaller clients to the seven figure business owners and how you never saw that potentially happening. And I know I was talking a little bit about before we had our little pet dis disaster um, <laughs> about, you know, how my our business has evolved over the time and how I have this business coaching program. And it's, you know, kind of come and gone with my program or with my the rest of my company, because every once in a while I get some, you know, brand new person in business that needs branding and a website, for example. And so we do that. And then I realize that hey, they really should be doing some business coaching because they don't have a clue who their target market is. You know, when you get the, uh, everyone's my target oh, market, you know, yes. <laughs> that's your first clue of like, oh, maybe not, um, you know. So so I started bringing that back out, you know, earlier in the pandemic and I rebranded some of it. And that's, you know, somewhat where this podcast has come in. And as I said, I did a few episodes in 2020 because I saw with the pandemic, that people would be, you know, either forced out of jobs or leaving jobs or whatever it was, and and going into business for themselves more than likely. And then I stopped it because I, you know, I had a slow period, and then I got busy again, and then I just didn't. It didn't happen, and um, it wasn't a priority, obviously. And and so I relaunched it last year in 2022, which is this podcast. And then I was like, oh, I got to do video, and I'm like, okay. And, uh, and I relaunched in person. So like a lot of our, my early interviews, I think we've, I've released 36 total and most of most are interviews. And then I've done a few that are just me talking for 10 to 15 minutes about a certain subject. And then I've started incorporating some health ones in there as well as, some, you know, I'm going to do some mindset ones. So people that are like experts specifically in those areas, just talking about that. Cause I find that's a critical piece of uh, owning a business and especially starting a business is having that more optimal health and making sure you're not ignoring your health for, you know, the business because you're so thrown into the business that you forget exercise or forget to eat or oh yeah, whatever Taking it is, yourself, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So, yeah. um, you know, and I know you've been really good overall. I mean, at least what I've seen of your business of kind of staying, you know, true to yourself as far as taking care of yourself and things like that. Do you have any specific tips that you could provide on that? Yes, I do. Thank you for asking and thank you for noticing. And I, I, before I say about the tips, I do want to say that, you know, you being a business coach, here's the thing. I, I said, the first thing I did was I, I reached out to somebody to help me and we didn't have a long coaching relationship. We just had a three calls, but that was enough to get my feet wet. So if you are, if you're just starting out, this is one of those things I would recommend of who can you reach out to? Who do you know? Or who do you know that knows someone that might be able to get you to the right person, right? Because you have to want to 
find the right person. You have to have that. You have to find the person that has the right skill set, but also that you really gel together. And once you find that person, then you can start putting everything else into play. But having somebody by your side, because here's the thing with coaching, even as a coach myself, I have a few coaches. I'm part of another program and I'm blessed to have a few coaches in that group, but I can't always see my blind spots. I don't always have the right answers. I need somebody who's a few steps ahead of me in the areas that I want to be better in, right? So with my clients, they may have a really successful business, but I'll be a, a few steps higher than them when it comes to the things that we're working on. So you always want to find that person that's already been there, already done it, who's already a few, a few steps ahead of you. So that's really important to say. But as far as, as taking care of myself, there's a non-negotiable in it, and I really preach this to my clients. The morning and the evening routines got to be in place in order for you to operate at a high, high level. And we forget to take care of ourselves. We, we just like wake up in the morning and life hits us and we're off in the shower and off to work or we're off to our, you know, our own business or whatever we're doing. And we're not focusing on ourselves. The worst thing we can do, and since I'm on camera, is get your phone out first thing in the morning <laughs> fall asleep to it. I mean, how right. many times have we've all done this where, you know, we're still laying in bed and we're scrolling. And so one of the things I love to talk about is when you do that, if you're that person who's looking at your phone first thing in the morning, I want you to, to really get this concept that you are actually giving all of your inner power to what's on the other side of that phone, whether it's social media, the emails that you think you have to answer that you think can't wait, or, right. you know, you're, you're aimlessly scrolling through TikTok videos or Instagram, which is even a worse distraction. So you give all your power away. And what that does is it starts to diminish and suck some energy out of you before you even get out of bed. So having no phones in the morning is one of my non-negotiables, taking time to give gratitude to my creator, to whoever you believe in, thankful for the things that I do have. I take time to meditate, even if it's just for a minute where I'm just doing some deep mm -hmm. breaths, thinking about my day. I set my intentions for the day the night before, which is part of my evening routine, but I revisit those intentions in the morning. So I know how to prepare for my day successfully. And then in the evening, my evening routine in which I also really recommend to my clients is to avoid all electronics 30 to 45 minutes prior to going to bed, giving our brain time to decompress or to unwind, <laughs> not having blue screens of any sort is very helpful. It's, it gives us better rest. They've done tons of studies on this. Yeah. And then we also want to revisit our intentions that we set the night before and, and that morning and what went well that day. What are three things that you can say, this went well today. And what are something, a few things that maybe didn't go the way that you wanted. And you can reflect on that and then set yourself up the next day for success. So if you plan on going to the gym in the morning, which is a great thing to do, get okay. some energy in your body, plan to have your clothes out the night before, have your water bottle ready to roll in the morning. So you have no excuses to get out the door to get to the gym or go for a walk, right? So there's little things that we can be doing to set ourselves up. And so even most often when I'm like, right now I'm, I'm in a pretty kind of uh, low calorie restrictive diet, if you will. And I don't like the word diet, but I'm really 
on a mission right now to lose some pounds and I'm training for the Grand Canyon hike. I'm hiking rim ah. to rim. So it's a big deal. Oh. So I'm really got the, a big goal ahead. Very of me. nice. So, yeah. I'm kind of scared. I got to be honest, but I've made a commitment to the commitment. <laughs> so I have to stay true to, to what I'm doing right now. So if, if I'm feeling like, oh man, I just want a cookie. I have to remember, am I screwing future carry over by going to have that cookie now? Because the answer is yes. Yeah. I was always looking ahead. I like future forecast. How will this affect me later if I make this decision now, which is a temporary feeling that I have. And most often we always react on our feelings and that gets us into trouble because then we choose things that aren't always good for us instead of sitting with it and being okay with not being okay. We just allow yeah. ourselves a little bit of time. Be your future yes, self. be your future self now. Matter of fact, I have 20, well, I think I'm down to 10 copies of that book. I bought 25 copies. <laughs> Love Ben Hardy. I'm a big Ben Hardy fan. Yeah, I yeah. just finished it not too long ago. So uh, yeah, it's it's impacted some of my you know, decisions. Cause I think we are in that impulse, especially with like phones and everything, everything's like an impulse, yeah. you know, impulse buy, impulse, this, imp you know, whatever it is, you know, and I mean, that some of the younger generations, you know, your kids, my stepdaughter, you know, like that, that arena is yeah. so much tied to these things. And, uh, and you know, they want it now, like whatever that is, you know, now. So like this whole thought process doesn't even occur to them. You know, no, I think with, no, with Amazon, no. you know, for those oh. who like to shop on that Amazon, like oh, me, Amazon um, ruined us. It has given us zero patience, right? It's I like, know, I'm like, I can get it in two hours. Woo. I mean, I gotta <laughs> wait a week before I get something. Screw that place. I'm ordering from Amazon. I mean, like literally it has, is spoiled this rotten. It's almost like we're so entitled now, <laughs> you know? So there are some beautiful things about technology, our phones being one of them, but you know what? We got to treat, again, going back to the phone, we got to treat things with, with respect for what it is and what it's meant for and not right. as a distraction. You know, I, I, I cringe when I see, and, and I'm not judging. So please don't think I'm pointing you out if this is you, but when I see parents just as soon as their kid cries or handing them their phone, just to uh -huh. shut them up and get them on some electronics, I'm thinking, Oh God, all they want is your attention just for a couple minutes. They want that one-on-one. Right. -on -one. They're craving you, you know, that's what, that's what's missing is that, is that deep connection with each other. So, yeah. 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 No, I mean, my, my phone's on do not disturb overnight. So there's certain yeah, people that can get through to me via emergency, like, Jack and Sabrina and my mother and like that's probably about it <laughs> and all yeah. my best friend like those are like the ones that can come through and yeah. uh, the rest of them forget it I'm like oh y'all can wait till the morning um, exactly you know and it's funny I like someone tried to call me this morning at 8:45 and my phone stays on until like 9 a.m. and I, sometimes I'll go in and check just because I'm already I've been up since 4:30 and so I'm I'm already kind of starting to look at like what's ahead and like what the day brings. And so, yeah. So he had texted me after he called me someone that's um, a friend of mine, but he's also going to be doing, removing some junk out of my house. And so we were trying to set up the time for later today and, and he's like, yeah, give me a call. And so we did that. And he's like, oh, I wish I had that. He's like, that's cool. Cause he's like, I wish I had that luxury. Cause he actually owns a, a mold remediation business, you know, where, your pipes break and things like that. And so they go out on emergency calls when those happen, you know, and to put those big blower things in and everything. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, he's like, I don't have the luxury to do that. And I'm like, you know, and now you could hire someone, I guess, and answer the call yeah. right now. Right now there, he's still the one, I think, answering the calls, him or his business partner. So, 
Um, but anyway, you know, but I, I think it is important. And I think, you know, the one thing I don't do so well is I typically read like a Kindle book at night. So, and literally that lasts like all of, you know, a couple of flips through and then I'm a, I'm asleep. <laughs> But, uh, now, you know, put you to sleep for sure. I mean, it, but that, like the Kindle, I know like the whole blue light. Cause I've thought yeah. about that, you know, but that's like my mind. Get was... the blue light blockers, get those glasses that you can wear at night. And well, then it, and then it won't yeah. be so bad, you know? Yeah. And I mean, most of my glasses, these glasses have blue light blocking stuff yeah. in them too. So, but yes, yeah, <laughs> I have, I have thought about that, but you and I run kind of a similar schedule as far as the morning goes. I mean, I typically am up and do the goals and gratitude and try to, you know, I stay away from the phone, although we'll check the weather map, but uh, we'll check that. And it's um, consistency and discipline and it's just, yeah. it's just another habit. So, you know, with, with, I mean, habits is my specialty habit change, ha you know, habit implement implementation. It takes an average of 66 days for us to really create a habit where it becomes automatic. So it takes a lot longer than people think. And it's the consistency of it. You know, we have to right. really be diligent and committed to our commitment. And if we have those things, then we can move forward. But a lot of times people just, you know, like, go, well, here we are, we're, you know, in the second week of January of 2023 at the time of this recording and everyone is so gung ho at the gym, you know, it's like, yeah. And then, you know, come middle March <laughs> yeah, yeah, or exactly. not even March, it'll be like mid February. And you're like, wow, where's all the people at? They're not here anymore. So, you know, it's very typical that we see that because people are so gung ho, but that it, they peter out because after 21 days or, or 22 days, like around that time frame, we start to move into a new segment in our brains and with this habit formation. And then it becomes like confusing because we're thinking, well, we did really well for that 21 days. So we don't have to try as hard right now because I think I've got it under control. And then your brain's saying, you know what? You really don't need to do all that. You can just go do some more stuff. And then as soon as you get a couple days off, Oh and yeah. It's a killer. Oh, <laughs> it's so much more energy to get back on track. So it's the consistency and we pair it with like the concentration on what we want to achieve and pair it with some effort and pair it with some intentions yeah. and oh, you can finally get there, but it does take some practice and that goes with even starting a business and being successful. Yeah. You've got to be diligent. But You've even with that, I mean, I think you, you know, the, the big thing is, I mean, you, you brought up a great example of the fitness industry and how, you know, January 1st, everyone's like, New Year's resolution, new me, Yay. you know, new year, new me and all this stuff. And, you know, I think that the important thing, you know, whether you're starting a business, whether it's your fitness, your health, whatever it is, you know, like you can start at any point. Like it's not January 1st is just a date that's yeah. a man-made date and it's, you know, in a calendar that's probably man-made too. And, um, you know, cause obviously the, the Jewish calendar is completely different than the you know, our this calendar. So, um, you know, so whoever put these calendars in place, I mean, they put them in place, however they put them in place as opposed to actually being some kind of legit, you know, whatever, but, um, because we like structure as humans. So I think the main thing is really, you know, whatever you're trying to change or start or go, you know, I mean, I know someone that actually started a health thing right before the, you know, Christmas, you know, and so he's like, yeah, I'm not going to wait actually one of my mentors. And he's like, I'm not going to wait till January 1st. I'm going to go now. And, and I think he said he'd lost, uh, 
27 pounds now, you know, now we're in the second week of January. So because he started a little bit earlier now, it's kicking in more quickly. So there is really no good time, bad time. You know, people are like, oh, I'll start on Monday after the weekend. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, I'm sure you heard that in your your of course, uh, early of course. coaching of Great Tonic. Like, well, let me have one more yeah. weekend. Oh, no, I still hear it. Let me get through. Let me just get through the holidays and I'll start on Monday, January 2nd, you know, and I totally get that. I mean, that was honestly, that's what I decided to do, too, with my training, because let's face it, it's it is difficult doing the holidays. So I get it. January is always a great time to do that. But it's any day right. is a good time to do it. So you're right about that. There's just something mental in our brain. It says about a sun uh, Monday morning. It's like the you know best time. It's like you know. But you're right. It could be on a Wednesday. The if, if you're that person that can start something in the middle of the week and stick with it, you're like you are so committed to your commitment because most people they don't do that. And it it's right. just how it is. This is how we're wired. You know, it really is. Yep. It's that structure that's put in our brain. Like, yeah. You got to start, you know, do you start your week on a Sunday or a Monday? That's the calendar. Exactly. You know, exactly. Thing, like, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think that's so true. And, um, but health and, you know, the structure that we've been talking about of having that morning routine and the evening routine is so important, especially in the entrepreneurial world. Obviously it's important yeah. just in general, you know, even if you're working for someone else, even if, you know, whatever you're doing, but especially in the entrepreneurial world, when you're starting a business, it's keeping that mindset in place because, I mean, the mindset to me is, you know, they say that, I mean, I played, grew up playing tennis and they say, you know, it's 80% mental and like 20% of, you know, what talent you have and everything and obviously yeah. the work and, and whatever. And I believe that. And I think it's the same in business. I mean, it is, you could have a great idea, but if your, you know, mind is all over the place or whatever is going on and you don't believe you can do it then it's not going to happen. It's just, that's just the reality of it. And I think those, those routines that you talked about help stabilize some of that. So it's not just like, oh, you wake up and you're, you know, you, st you immediately go on Facebook. Let me see what's going on with my friends today. Or, you know, yeah. Like, yeah, and it's just mindless yeah. stuff that's going on as opposed to intentional, like, how do I improve myself? you know, have that quiet time in the morning and do whatever you need to do to get started and then hit your day rolling. And mm -hmm. then same thing at the end of the day of like kind of quieting down. So you get that better, better sleep. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So where do you see, so you're coaching these seven figure business owners now, like where do you see yourself going? Do you see it staying kind of in a similar role right now? Do you see like trying to expand it to more group coaching? I don't know, maybe you're doing group coaching. I don't really know, but yeah. Uh. <laughs> so I am doing some group coaching. I'm still with question the drink. Uh, that is going to be coming to an end here shortly though. We are not, not only am I ending this month in the, in the group that we have, but I'm going to retire that program, but I am creating a new program that is more specific for business owners that will be a hybrid of a mastermind. So it'll be a lot of one-on-one -on -one time with me in addition okay. to group coaching. And then this way, part of the group coaching is going to be focused a lot on leadership and business training, not, not business training, like a business coach, but more on 
leadership and how to strengthen themselves and their, their, their team that they have to really mm -hmm. help them become as healthy as they can and really have some good communication and collaboration. I'm trained with a company called Giant Worldwide. I'm one of their certified guides. So we use a lot of their methodology mm -hmm. and it's just phenomenal. So I bring all that in. We have tons of tools and tons of trainings okay. that we do. And so doing part of that in like a group setting so they can hear each other's issues and kind of the same dilemmas that they're going through, just like any other type of mastermind. When you have multiple people coming together, we get multiple ideas and it really is beneficial right. for all. But the one-on-one -on -one coaching is super important to me to remain that part of my coaching specifically because we get so much accomplished and we really move the right. needle. You know, I have a client that's been with me well over a year. And just today we had a massive, massive breakthrough. One of the best breakthroughs we've ever had. And sometimes it just takes a little bit of time to really get in there and yeah. not be afraid to, to, to go and, and, and have some significant breakthroughs on a personal level. But a lot of our conversation is also business. We spend a lot of time on his business and his at home, but then we also dive really deep inward. So, you know, multifaceted is. <laughs> so that's wow. where I see it going. And, and, uh, you know, as far as great tonics concerned, yeah, that's, that's, it's really turned into be more of a life optimization company. And, and I really focus on those results driven leaders that are looking to optimize all areas of their life, not just with drinking. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. No, that's cool. Cause I mean, I think you're, you know, having all those pieces come together, especially in your personal coaching, because I, I don't see any way around. I mean, even when I deal yeah. with clients just on the marketing end of things, yeah, you have I still, I still interact with them personally. I mean, I'm still asking them questions and like, what do you want the site to do? Are you driving the traffic? Are you like, are you, you know, I mean, I'm still asking questions and then that leads me to more questions of what, what's the ultimate goal, you know, personally and professionally for this, this yeah. site, the company, things like that, because obviously, you know, ultimately you want to build a website that's going to last you, you know, you obviously you have to tweak it and update it and whatnot, but where you don't have to build one site and then like, oh, a year later I'm doing this. So like, I got to completely rebuild the site and redo yeah. it and and things like oh, that. Oh, I've been there so. too. And, and it just, <laughs> that's a realistic thing. I mean, I've, I'm getting ready yeah. to revamp mine again for the third time. So, or fourth time, I think, but it happens and it's okay. Like right. you, you want to keep it fresh because as you evolve, right. you know, the clientele does change. Oh, and I wanted to say that too. This is important. I, you know, it's not like we can have a vision for who we want to work with and see it as happening. But, you know, I think it evolves the way it needs to evolve naturally and we have to be nimble and we have to be malleable and and you know just accept things the way that they come so right. i definitely think that's something that i wish somebody would have told me like don't be so hung up on this one thing because it's gonna change anyways i'd be like no it's not gonna change like my whole life is gonna, <laughs> you know and it's right not that way like i'm getting ready to do a, a whole like 20 different TEDx applications. Like I never would have thought I'd be a TEDx speaker, you know, and I will be, I will be, I don't know. Yep. You know, it takes a lot to get accepted. I mean, you have to make uh, it, it's hard to get one, but I am uh, determined. That's a big goal of mine this year is to get, to get a TEDx. And I never thought I'd be an author and I've written two anthologies getting ready to write my own book soon. So, I mean, you never know what's going to happen, you know, exactly. never say never, never say never. Yeah. I think that, you know, the TEDx thing, 
as hard as it seems it is, because I always thought like it was some big, huge process. And then I interviewed someone on my show here and she lives down here in South Florida and she's a photographer and she's, I knew she was a TEDx speaker. I'd heard the speech and everything. And I was like, so what's the process? Because I, I was curious and she's like, oh, you just sent an application in. And I was like, what do you mean you just send an application? Yeah. Like, oh, you have to send a piece of the speech well, in. Don't oh, you have to do this? And she's like, oh no. She's like, I think they got to the last two applicants or something. And I happened to be one of those last two and they needed like one more spot. And that's how I got it. But obviously I know you have to mesh with their, their topic or whatever. Yeah, you know, they, your speech all has to, to, they all have a theme, theme and, yeah. and most of them, you know, they're receiving hundreds, hundreds. Well, I know. Hundreds. And so a lot of times they require like a short little video on your talk. They might require. Yeah. Um, they didn't with her, which was interesting. Cause I was yeah. like, so they didn't even hear you. Like, how do they know? Like, yeah. I mean, anyone, well, I shouldn't say. Well, anyone, and once you go, many, through, many people could come up with a good theme yeah. but, or a topic, I should say, but they may not be able to actually, you know, being on a stage in front of a bunch of people is a whole different ball game, you know, so well, maybe so. it depends on, on where she did the TEDx because each one is, is run a little differently. Okay. They have to get the big okay from, from Ted, but then the Ted actually <laughs> are run differently, but some of them, you, they go through quite the process. So a lot of them, most of them anyways, once you make it through the first round, then you got to make it to the second round. So they'll interview yeah. you, they'll phone you. Most often you have to go in person for a, like a dress rehearsal. You had to be available for multiple dates. Um, it, it, th when they're going through their, their process. And I know so much about this because I have a friend who used to be on the committee and then another dear friend has done seven TEDx talks and he also teaches uh, others how to get a TEDx. So if you want there, his name is Frank King, I'll throw it out there, but he, you know, he has, he's walked this so many times with hundreds of clients. Right. So it is, it is, it's, it's not easy to get selected. It's super easy to apply. Cause I've applied right. before and you know, you're just, it's like, you're just throwing it in the wind, but there's, there, there is a, there's a method to the, all the madness and the crazy, but yeah, I'm so happy for, for that guest that she had on that she actually made it. Cause you know, yeah. to have, she said it was like, just like the application and that way, I mean, she Boom. said once, once she got it or they, you know, was supposed to be yeah. on stage or whatever, then there was this whole big process of yeah. like, don't talk to your people about this because yeah. you know, they wanted to keep her topic top secret yeah. and yeah you, you got to keep it super tight yeah it's like you so know, crazy. And don't don't do this don't you know like and you know so there was all this and they wanted to see it you know see yeah. the uh you know script or whatever and so yeah all that happened but she i mean i thought or at least what i understood and it's on on video so uh is that all happened kind of after the fact yeah i'm gonna go ahead and put it out there allison that i will be selected mm -hmm. for specifically, I won't say the city, but I want this one city so badly that I'm like, I'm just going to claim it now that I am it. Like go. they have selected me yep. <laughs> and it's being held. I'll just give the month in May. So who knows? Oh, May, May 2023. May. Awesome. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. I like it. Yeah. yeah. And I think sometimes you do have to just declare own it. <laughs> declare own it. Own it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and I think that's the other thing that going back to the entrepreneurial side of, you know, like we can talk about is, you know, sometimes it is, as, I mean, it's not as easy. And I won't say that because it's, you still have to do the work around yes. what it is, oh because, God. you know, if you just, yes. if you watch the movie, The Secret, you're like, 
Oh, just all, let I me to, all I had to do is like say I envisioned it and it popped up. You know, I wrote this book and it sold a million copies. And I'm like, okay, well, you forgot yeah. all the crap in the middle that happened, you know, and what you had to do before you even authored the book. Yeah. You know, and, and things like that. You know, obviously the book itself is a little more detailed than the movie part. But, um, but, but nonetheless, if you're going to, uh, you know, the manifestation route, which is what we're talking about, you know, you, when you declare something, you still have to do the work. You know, yeah. and you still have to follow through and that's, you know, professionally, personally, you know, so still staying in those routines, still staying true to who you are and who yeah. you're, you know, what direction you're going with yourself and your business. Because yeah. to me, they, the two tie together very closely. Yes. Um, it's sharpening the knife every day. It's, it's really hard to take a day off. You know, I, I'm a big believer of, of personal time and taking time for yourself. But I also think that, that as an entrepreneur, it's our duty to sharpen our knife every single day in our business. And that doesn't mean you're working. It just means that you're, you're either reading something of value. You're, you're doing something right. to move, move the needle because I have so much knowledge. I, I mean, my goodness, after, you know, investing 150,000 plus over the past four years in, into myself and into my business, I have a wealth of knowledge. Does that mean that it's all right here at the tip of my tongue? No, I have to go back and review it. I have to keep learning. Right. I have to, it's, it's the constant reviewing and the constant sharpening and the constant keeping up because if not, I'm going to get lost. And I think right. people don't realize that too. Like, oh, let me just go get my degree and then I can say that I'm good to go. And that's just crazy. Yeah. I think about doctors who were, you know, I was in the medical field for years that especially surgeons that are performing surgery that aren't keeping up with education and oh. the latest techniques. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't care if you've been uh, a surgeon for 20 years. When was the last time you looked at a, looked at a video or, and, yeah, exactly. yeah, that you've learned. The techniques have changed. Right. So- and I see it all the, I mean, you can see it everywhere. So it is alarming, but yeah, you have to, you have yeah, to, and, to do the work. You got to put in the work. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think, you know, the, the, the always learning, I know, you know, I hadn't, I, I was reading books and on and off. And then I'd be like, Oh, I don't really have time because you know, my definition of like, Oh, I need like an hour to sit down and read the book. And so I know when I started 75 hard last year, one of the steps of 75 hard was read 10 pages, 10 pages. of a personal or self-development, you know, business development book, 10 pages a day. That's what it was. And I was like, oh, well, so. You I've know what? It doesn't sound hard to do that, but by golly, it's not, uh, it's not easy to run read 10 pages every day. You well, think it is like, oh, I can totally do that. But it's yeah, but that's why I put it in the morning routine part of it, you know, so you know, it over I, with. <laughs> I, I, well, yeah, because I know, like I know myself and I know like at the end of the day when I'm like Too done tired. with everything. Yeah. I start reading. I'll be like asleep in like two pages. Um, and usually I just read the mindless stuff at, at night just because I'm like, okay. Did you finish this. it? Did you finish 75 hard? I did 75 hard. I did phase one. I did phase two. Phase three starts February 7th. So oh. that's going to be the toughest ones. I'm trying, I'm, I'm trying. I am ramping myself back up to that because, you know, I haven't been doing like the two exercise periods a day and not that I'm doing it right this second, but I'm, I'm kind of shooting towards that because it adds all these other, well, a couple other things in there. So it's like phase one on steroids because phase one about killed me to get through made 75 hard look easy. I was like, all right, phase one was like difficult, but it really taught me how to manage my time 
mm-hmm. even better. And I, cause I consider myself a pretty good time manager anyway, but that was like time management on steroids. And so phase three is phase one with two more things added to it. You have to um, do a random act of kindness every day and you have to talk to a stranger every day. And I'm more of an introvert, like by nature. So if you put me in a big room of people, I'm just like, I will gravitate. You know, I may, if someone's standing alone, then I'll go up to them. But if they're like, three people I don't know are like talking to each other. I'm not necessarily going to go up to that group. I'm going to go up to this group over here where I know one person, um, you know, and so like talking to a stranger, it's not just like, Hey, how you doing? You know, cause I do that in the morning, just like say hello to people as I walk early in the morning. But I think that's going to be the more challenging piece of like putting myself in situations, you know, where you just have, any, I don't think it has to be an in-depth conversation, but say, you know, Hey, how are you doing? Hey, my name is Alice. You know, like at least I think you have to go back and forth, you know, two or three times or four times. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's phase one on with those additional pieces. And then you have to like write about the random act of kindness. So I figured that'll be a little easier. I see homeless people all the time when I walk early in the morning. So I'm like, oh, well, you know, I could just, you know, make little bag lunches or something for them and then just leave them next to them. Because um, I Aww, literally, nice. literally yeah. see at least a lot two to four every morning when I walk early. So, you know, it's before daylight. So, um, so that's what I'm, I'm like, well, I can always go to that, you know, and obviously there's other ways to do that too, but, um, that'll be my standby, (laughs) my standby. So yes, I've made it through until phase, you know, phase, you can't start phase three until the final 30 days of the year. So I started Mm -hmm. in March and like, that's their rule or for Sella's rules. And so I started in March of last year for 75 hard. And, uh, so I couldn't start phase three until February 7th. Like literally that's the day you have to start and you oh, have wow. to hit it. Otherwise you go back to like zero. Basically, wow. if you, you don't have like the other ones, like if you fail phase one, you know, two days in or something like you can start over, don't have to be right away. It could be in a week or whatever. This one you have to, because it's the final 30 days and it's a year long program. Like you have to, it's either you make it or you don't make it. <laughs> so, Wow. 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 So, well, yeah, keep me posted on that. I, I'm excited for you. Written you on. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> hard. Do it is hard. It's called 75 hard for a reason, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it, you know, phase two was like easy because phase two was like 75 hard. It was like literally the steps of 75 hard, but only for 30 days. So I was like, oh, well, this one's a, bree- a breeze, as I said, you know, and now this one's like phase one on steroids. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. Okay. You can do so, it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, um, but anyway, that's where the whole 10 pages of reading. So since that happened in March of last year, which was how I went off on a tangent, uh, excuse our tangent, um, you know, I've probably finished, I don't know, 10, 12, maybe more. I don't know. I have a list somewhere of different books where I've just done, been committed to reading 10 pages a day. And sometimes if I'm not on 75 hard or one of these phases, I don't necessarily read on Saturday and Sunday. It just kind of depends on Yeah how strict I am with myself. But I mean, even if you're reading during the week, Monday through Friday, I mean, you're still reading at least 50 pages. And, you know, most books are like 150 to 200 pages. So you're getting through books, you know, relatively quickly, you know, or at least reading a book a month, if nothing else, you know, and I think that's where you can just take small chunks. And I think, you know, like a lot of us as entrepreneurs, and I'm certainly guilty of this is like, oh, I don't have time to do that. Because, you know, like you want to read like, 50 pages in one sitting. And this is, you know, the book's obviously the simple thing we're talking about, but even creating a new course or creating some kind of, 
you know, next service or something like that, where you have the idea of the service, but obviously you have to sit down and break it into chunks and, and actually do it and create it. It's not going to just create itself. And I think that's where people get overwhelmed and they just don't do it. And so yeah. they just stay with like what they know and what they've been doing because it's already created. And I've certainly been guilty of that. And instead of like keep pushing forward and even if you only have a half hour a day to work on it. So maybe it takes you longer to create it, but at least it gets created versus not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know, so, but as we start to wind down today, um, the one question I ask of all my guests is if you had one thing, so that one thing to tell someone who wanted to start a business that either you learned along the way or you knew starting out, you know, and kind of developed and it helped make your road a little bit easier, what would be that one thing? Oh, gosh. Well, I would say listen to your gut. Listen to your inner gut because your voice, your inner voice is never going to steer you wrong. There's been many times that I wish I would have just listened to what my inner voice was saying. (laughs) And I'm not talking like the head in your, the voice in your head that don't listen to that, but I'm talking that (laughs) don't listen to that. That's always wrong. But the, the inner voice, the gut wrenching, like truth, I didn't listen to it a few times. And I, I think it derailed me a little bit. Um, you know, I was listening to other people's advice or just not staying true to myself. Uh, I think would a good answer for that. And and I, if I could go back, that's one thing that I would definitely have done differently. And who knows, maybe my outcome would have been different. I don't know. We'll never know now. And it doesn't matter because here we are. But I think if I was to start over, yes, that's exactly what I would say. Listen to, listen to what's really going on inside. No, that's great advice because I think too often we listen to people outside of our um, you know, who maybe either haven't even owned a business, you know, you yeah. ask your parents who haven't owned a business or you're some relative or friend or whatever. And then they give you some advice because, mm-hmm. but it's not based on like actually owning the business, you know, some yeah. have owned businesses, so it's not just exactly. everyone, but, but so many have not, and they're free to chime in on that advice. Um, so if anyone wanted to get a hold of you either to learn more about your programs or, you know, to connect with you, what's the best way to connect yeah, via my website, graytonic.com, G-R-A-Y-T-O-N-I-C. And from there, you'll see the various, you know, social media channels and whatnot. You can connect with me and so forth. I'm very approachable. I'm probably the most active <laughs> on LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn. And I'm the only Carrie Schwer on social, so you can't you, you can't miss me. I mean, oh, that's, that's even pretty, better. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, even better. Like Oprah, you know? There's only one Oprah. Yeah. So there's only one I Oprah. know. I don't know how you got lucky with that. I'm like, yeah. there's too many Allison Turners. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Come on. Um, (laughs) But, but thank you very much. I appreciate you joining me today, Carrie. And, you know, I think you, you've evolved and I didn't even know some of the stuff you were doing now, but uh, I appreciate your input and uh, for my guests. And if anyone is interested, please reach out to Carrie. And I appreciate everyone joining us. Again, my name is Allison Turner. I am the host. And if you have questions for me or want to set up a complimentary consultation, go to my website, dreamplanstartgrow.com. I do love working with new businesses or businesses, someone that wants to start a business, because I think that's some of the toughest journey of really establishing sound uh, foundations to really launch correctly. And then that helps some of the process down the road. 
So go to dreamplanstarkbro.com. I do offer a complimentary consultation on that site. Uh, but thank you again, Carrie, and thank everyone you. have a great day. Thanks for tuning in to the Dream Plan Start Grow podcast with Allison Turner. If you like what you heard, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. Join the Dream Plan Start Grow community by following us on Facebook or Instagram at Dream Plan Start Grow. See you in the next episode.